this is Elle. And this is Not Your Girlfriend's Podcast. Season... <laughs> Sorry. Season 2. Uh, episode 21. Yep. Um, and as from the title, we're going to break down some X's. <laughs> yeah. Um, so first, before we dive into the good stuff, um, let's give a cuffing season update. Woo! We know you all are probably waiting for a week-by-week update on our cuffing season Expecting adventures. great things. Don't. Don't. (laughs) Okay, B, what's going on with you? Um, So you last left me at, like, the dating lots of people, going on a lot of first dates, and um, something actually stuck for um, one of my first dates. I know I talked about in the last episode of, like, them being, for a majority of the part, like, terrible. Um, And then I met a guy that I kind of had a really good first date with. He was really fit, and we seemed to be on the same page about, like, what we wanted. And... Uh, didn't sleep with him on the first date and then we had a second date since that time and then I just like couldn't not sleep with him <laughs> yeah. for me to make it to like a second date yeah well you followed the rule so that's fine you didn't sleep with him on the first date true um I should have waited maybe another date or so but um yeah we met up in his neighborhood and I kind of like really wanted to and I mean it's like I shaved like my entire body for this like, <laughs> it's like we're gonna get we're gonna get late yeah. <laughs> um and the sex was like all right like his body was like super fit but like his actual uh, I don't know like like sexual know-how sexual know-how wasn't that great um I guess like that's what hot people have right like, mm-hmm. just, like they don't have to try yeah, that hard hot guys have never had to try how old is this guy he's the same age as me 25 okay um which Ooh, I really tw- like see and that's why 25 year olds are out of my age range is because the vast majority of them, I think, don't know how to please a woman. They've never had to work for it. And they've never been told that they're bad in bed. So I, they think as long as they're, like, basically masturbating against you, <laughs> that it's good sex. Okay, I'm going to have to agree that he probably didn't know what he was doing or hasn't, hasn't been told that he's, what he was doing was not right or not perfect. Yeah. I kind of get that vibe for him because I've had sex with, like, younger guys and it's been really good. And I don't think it was an age thing. I think it really was, like, no one ever told them what they really liked in bed from yeah. him. Um, so he came twice and I came zero times. Oh. Well, that's <laughs> entirely unfair. No, yeah. Um, he did go down, down on me. Okay. So, like, there is some, like, Did you feel there. like you had to kind of push that or, like, did he willingly kind of volunteer? He didn't willingly volunteer, but then I know a lot of women don't like going, getting like down on, t- yeah, yeah, taken yeah. down on. <laughs> Get taken down. <laughs> I don't know what the word is for that. But um, I did ask and he was like, yeah. So it wasn't like um, a real like conversation or anything. Um, and then after that, like w- he had friends coming in from town and I was going away for the weekend, like a long weekend. So it was like we met up on a Wednesday and now it's like Thursday. So we're both doing stuff for this long weekend. Right. Um, and I didn't text him during that time because I honestly didn't think of it. Like I I was just busy and I kind of thought it was like a guaranteed thing when I came back because we had like you know a good second date I mean there is bits about him that I realized in the second date that I didn't like as much like on the first date like his sense of style like he like showed up in a t-shirt in the first date which is like fine whatever and then the second day he showed up in like a literal sweatshirt and it's yeah. like okay like you chose the place and it was like a like a classy like kind of jazz bar yeah like dress in a fucking collared shirt like it's gonna kill right. you and, and the fact that he chose the place means that he knows the vibe I've been to this place too and it's like kind of like a it's a very like swanky like cocktail jazz bar like it's not up for interpretation that it might be a sports bar. It is a jazz bar. Yeah. Uh, I literally said to him, like, thanks for dressing up for me. And he was like, is that a backhanded compliment? And I was like, I didn't say anything. But I was thinking, like, no, it's just the backhand. Yeah. (laughs) There's no compliment there. Right. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm thinking everything's, like, cool. And then I come back and I give him a text when I fly in. And I was like, oh, so, like, how was it hosting this weekend? And nothing. And he hasn't texted me since. And it's been probably another four days. So I'm going to say it's dead um i'm a little sad because it's like that would have been a great cuffing season kind of long-term thing um but maybe he picked up on the same vibes i did on the second date where we like weren't perfectly like matched um but like i mean also like he didn't give me orgasm so i'm not like sad sexually either right i mean that would just be another guy you have to kind of train in bed yeah um i'm just kind of annoyed because it puts me back in the cuffing season outline where at this point we're supposed to be having like whittling it down to at least like 
like, you know, one person towards the end of November. Yep. And it is almost <laughs> the end of November and we have not whittled it down. Like, I now have to start literally from scratch again and going on dates. Like, yep. it fucking sucks. Yeah. Um, so, L. How is your coping system Yeah, going? so on the note of uh, starting from scratch, here I am. Um, so as you guys will remember, I was dating this, to use my own words, great, great, great guy um, for the past couple months. We first started going out in August, um, but it's been a slow roll. We would go out every week and a half, two weeks or so. There's a lot of time in between. Um, and it, you know, as much as he was like a good guy and we had like an okay time together. It didn't really feel like we were building a deep emotional connection. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, but it was fine. Right. And I was chugging along. I was just like, I'll let it be what it is. Um, yeah. So before cuffing season started, you already had him kind of in your back pocket. Yeah. You saw him for maybe what, like twice before we said that we would look for like a long-term cuffing season partner. Two or three times. Yeah. 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 So, um, since then, since like, you know, about cuffing season and all this, we started this challenge. Uh, how has it gone? Like how, where did it go wrong? Ugh, so, I mean, it just, that's the thing. It just, it didn't go anywhere. It didn't progress. I felt like we were still in that first, second date phase, you know, three months down the line and we still were seeing each other every week and a half or so. Hmm. Um, and so he actually helped me move a few weeks ago, which was like really big. And I thought that that was going to be kind of a turning point and make things a little more serious between us. Um, he helped me move on like a Wednesday and then the following Wednesday, I was like, I want to take you out for dinner. I want to like treat you. Um, to say thank you. And so that night we actually, we ended up staying in, but like I ordered like a ton of Thai food and like treated him to that. And I made us cocktails and we had a really good time and then we had sex and he, he made me come, which was great. Um, and he didn't, but like, he was a total like good sport about it. And like literally just rolled over and cuddled me until I started to fall asleep. Um, And he was like, I'm going to get up and put away the food. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'll do it. And he was like, no, you stay in bed. And it was just like, it was really sweet. And I felt like things were going somewhere. Um, And then I knew he was going to be away that weekend because he had told me in advance that like he was going to a football game with family um, in Philly. So, you know, I expected that. But after having that really great night, like I missed him and I wanted to see him again. And so that weekend we texted, he called me on like Saturday and again on Sunday and he said he was getting back on Monday night and I was like, okay, like I'll see you when you're back. Um, and he got back and I texted him to hang out and he was like, Oh, I actually have plans tonight. Like I'm like going out with a friend who's visiting. I was like, okay, cool. That's fine. But he never countered me for plans for later that week. Right. So, And I knew I was going to see him that weekend because I was having my house warming and I had invited him to be there. But that would have made it a week and a half between that last great date that we had and the next time I saw him. Yeah, so like a long time. And I yeah, feel like yeah. when you're dating someone for a while, like you get to the point where you're like, okay, like I like you. Like I want to see you more than once a week. Right. Like, <laughs> right. And like so – I mean, I was understanding of the fact that he was away and then, okay, he was busy that day. He had plans, but I expected he'd be like, oh, well, I can't make it Monday, but let's hang out Tuesday, Wednesday or Thursday or something. Mm -hmm. But he was just busy. Yeah. Um, And he had been calling me every night, like the week before. And like, so, and suddenly he wasn't calling me. So I was like getting like a weird vibe. Mm. Um, But the day of the housewarming, which was this past Saturday, um, I texted him and I was like, Hey, you're still coming. Right. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to bring like one to five friends with me if that's cool. And I'm like, what? So insane. I mean, like I was really expecting him to show up and it be kind of a comical, like he's not just that, not just that into you moment where like she goes to the house warming and she thinks she's like co-hosting and like giving people like chips and like filling drinks. And I was like, Oh, he's totally, he might totally do that. And like, you know, try to act like your husbando. Right. But he did the opposite. He did the opposite, which was just treat it like it was just a a party that him and his friends were going to. Mm. Um, So he shows up with his two roommates. They show up like two hours into the party. And it's 
kind of like they're just like doing their own thing and I'm floating around like talking to people but he's not by my side he's not there with me mm. he's there with his bros at a party yeah I mean you did say like single girls are gonna be there but like I think if someone's having a house warming and you're like a plus one to someone like I wouldn't bring like five friends or roommates with me yeah. if I was dating someone for like a month like that's exactly and it, it felt like him saying that he could bring up to five people was an effort for him to kind of insulate himself and just like create his own like social circle within my social circle so that he didn't really have to feel you know vulnerable and feel like he was going out of his way to meet new people or spend time with me um or what have you and and that was disappointing because I really thought that this was going to be the turning point where he stepped up and he was more physically affectionate and he kind of like fit that like boyfriendy role and he just didn't. Mm. Um, and then the night took a really bad turn and he like made a rude comment to me in front of his friends and like he had kind of been poking fun at me like for the first half of the night that he was there but I was just like taking it lightly and letting it go. And then we're in front of his friends and he asks why this like storage rack thing that had been in my room previously was in the living room now. And I was like, oh, because I'm getting rid of it. And like, I didn't want it to clutter up my room because I like my room. And he was like, oh, well, like, what does it matter? Like, what guys are you parading around your room? Like, in front of his friends. I mean, that's, like, I feel like that's, like, comes from a place of insecurity. It's, like, it wasn't even mentioned by you or, like, like you weren't even hinting at the fact you're having people over and that's why you want your room nice. Like, right. I want my room nice because I like my room the way it is. Yeah. And I feel like maybe it's something he had, like, buried down in him for a while. Like and he maybe. needed to, like, say something in some joking manner. Because maybe he's, like, I mean, you guys have been seeing each other for a while. Right. Maybe he was a little self-conscious over the fact that you might have been dating other guys and seeing other guys. Yeah, maybe. But I also, like, I had guy friends there. Yeah. So I didn't know if, like, maybe that was, like, kind of a backhanded, like, jab because of that. Because he was threatened by the fact that my friends were that were there were my guy friends. I mean, because males are threatened. Like, it's, like, it's possible, right? Yeah. And so, but I don't know. It just, like, it really... It really upset me. Um, yeah, and yeah. I was like, that's really rude. I'm walking away. And I walked away. And he comes over. He's like, listen, I'm sorry. And he's like laughing. I'm like, it's not funny. And then it like, it kind of just put a damper on my night. I was like, I need some space. I need to go like cool off. And like, so I go to my room and he like comes and knocks on my door. He's like, can we talk? And we talk about it. And his like explanation for it is that like, that's the kind of, like, humor that he's used to. His dad, like, makes jokes like that to his mom all the time where, like, if his mom is really dressed up for a night that they're going out together, his dad will be like, oh, who are you trying to look hot for? And I'm like, I'm not here for your, like, slightly misogynistic, slut-shaming, like, weird old-school humor. I don't find it funny. If your mom and your dad are okay with that, that's them. But this is me, and I'm not. Yeah. No, it's a totally different situation. It's like, you guys aren't official. Right. Like, him saying that joke to his mom is, like, like she. it's a joke because she's been married to her husband for, like, what, 20 40 years? 40 years like, or some shit, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, and it's, like... But making a joke about the girl you're casually seeing, seeing other people and being a slut about it, that's fucking rude. And then making that joke in front of your friends, which then prompted one of his friends to say something rude to me, too. Yeah. Um, his friend was, like, you can fuck whoever you want. And I was, like... Okay. It's, it's just very weird. I mean, I, I wasn't personally there, but, uh, listen, like, you telling me it after, I kind of wish, I really wish I was there to yeah. see, like, it happen in real life. Yeah, it just, like, it really ruined my night. And then after that, like, he went and he talked to my roommate and was, like, pleading his case to her. And then, like, finally, I was like, I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to let it ruin the night. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt that it was one thing that slipped out that was just in poor taste. Um, and we've all been there. We've all made a stupid comment that we shouldn't have. So we tried to let it go. And, you know, we try to enjoy the rest of the night. And then the next morning, I'm, like, trying to cuddle him. And he, like, keeps kind of turning away from me and, God, like, making that. no effort to cuddle me back. And then he finally wakes up. And he's like, oh, are you still pissed? And I'm like, no, it's okay. I, like, got over it. And he's like, okay, well, I kind of am. And, like, suddenly he's mad at me for overreacting. And then for making light of it later on in the night. But I felt like I had to because it was this elephant in the room mm -hmm. that everyone knows we were fighting earlier. And I felt like it just, like, 
I needed to do that so that I didn't feel weird about it. Yeah, I think when you make a joke out of something, it means that you're over it, too. So you should probably be glad of that. But also maybe he's thinking, like, you're blowing up his spot a bit. Like, Yeah, and that was how he felt. Yeah. Um, But then, yeah, but then, so we had that conversation. I was kind of just like, I don't know what to say to you right now about the fact that you're mad at me. And, but I was just like, okay. And he's like, I'm only bringing it up because I care about you and I want to like make this work. So I need to talk about how I'm feeling. And I was like, great. I'm so proud of you for voicing your emotions. Like, fuck off. Um, but, but yeah. And then I, I just knew at that point it was over that we, he didn't understand what was wrong about his initial comment. And now he was kind of turning it around so that he could be, you know, the victim. Um, yeah. You said when he tried to apologize to you that he was, also being very defensive of his actions. Yeah. And that's not really apology when you're defending what you did. It's yeah. more of like you're on trial and you're like saying your argument. It's, it's justifying. Right. It's justifying why it wasn't wrong. Yeah. And it's not him just saying like, I'm sorry about what I did. It's him saying, I'm sorry that you are upset now because of something that was totally fine that I would normally do and will probably do again. But you took it wrong. Yeah. So I just, I knew from there that it was over. Um, And so I sent him this long text on Monday night and I was just like, we're basically, we have different needs. Um, This isn't progressing anyway. And I just, I don't see this going anywhere. Um, So that's it. And that was hard. Um, And it was hard because, you know, I had been kind of rooting for this to work out too. But I can only take so much, you know, and I had definitely given it a fair shot and then some, and it didn't. So it was just, it was time to let it go. Um, And so with that, I am back to the drawing board. I am really, really glad that I took, I followed our advice of continuing to date um, and continuing to go on first dates and, and have my options because otherwise literally all my eggs would have been in one basket and that basket would have just been completely squashed and empty. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad. And so I'm continuing to date. I literally went on a date the next day and it was great. Um, and I need to plan some more for this upcoming week. Definitely. I think yeah. it's, like, so hard to kind of date with the holiday season because now, like, it's, like, Thanksgiving week this week. And I think people are home when they're not here. Yeah. And are they, like, just busy doing shit? I know, like, I'm busy doing shit. So um, it's harder to, like, match with someone and go on more first dates. I think the holiday season is just, like, just like that. Um, so we're just going to keep at it. Hopefully something sticks yeah. <laughs> soon. Wish us luck. Yeah. Or we're going to be not cuffed. Oh, my God. Which, like, ultimately... Whatever. It's fine. I'll just, like, I'll just eat my feelings. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, to the Ariana Grande song that is memeable and has everyone out there sharing what they've been taught love and patience and pain. We thought we would take our own uh, spin on it and say who of our past uh, has taught us love and taught us patience and taught us pain and just regurge all those feelings that we didn't want to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, this will be a very emotionally cleansing episode. Yeah, for sure. Um, So let's start with how many guys we dated. Um, So I've dated in my life time someone and I define this as someone who's called me their girlfriend and someone that I have called my boyfriend um and that would be three people okay yeah um for me I would say I'm including in there the guys that we didn't call each other boyfriend and girlfriend but we were dating consistently and um with an emotional bond for a significant amount of time and so that number I would say is nine nine yeah. Okay. Um, so, you want to tell us about your first boyfriend? Uh, sure. Um, my first boyfriend uh, was in high school, and it's such a cliche love story. It's like we were best friends for years, and then um, we I had a massive crush on him, and he did not like me. And then I came out with my feels, and then uh, he kind of like was like, okay, and then nothing was kind of happening. So I moved on, and senior year of high school, we have like – I think everyone kind of had this in high school where it's like, okay, if I don't get a date, like we'll go together. Like he was my person for that. And we've been friends for for years for prom. 
Um, so we already said we we're going to go to prom together and I didn't meet anyone new. But during that, like, prom time, I met somebody new, like, through a friend from work. And I was, like, hooking up with him in a very high school making out kind of, like, way, PG-13. And he found out and we haven't, like, I think we hooked up during after prom kind of like a one-off thing and then I came back and I was still seeing this other guy and like hook up again like not having sex (laughs) and um pure times pure times (laughs) and I, I came back and he knew about the other guy and he was like oh like I don't know like how I feel about you hooking up with this other guy and I was like well you know what you're not my boyfriend so you can't really say anything and he's like well I don't want to be your boyfriend and in that moment I remember thinking, uh, like, I don't know. I remember thinking I could make a choice over something I really, really wanted for a long, long time that I finally got over, or do I go for something new that's, like, more promising and respecting and, like, mutual? And I thought I would never forgive myself if I didn't give this a try with this guy from high school because I had this, like, I held this flame for so long. Um, So we ended up going out, and we dated for all that summer, and a lot of it was because we wanted to, like, not go to college as virgins. Right, right. (laughs) Um, So, you know, we lost our virginity to each other. We did, like, all our first kind of, like, together, dating first. Um, And he was part of my friend group. There were a bunch of guys, and it was, like, it was nice, you know? And we broke up because I went to school in a different country and I really don't regret it and like okay we talk about um oh my god I told you this in the wrong order but like that is the one who taught me patience I guess because um yeah like I held that flame for him for years and years and years and it paid off eventually I'm not saying to do that by any means but I think when you have someone you kind of have a massive crush on that's consistently in your life like you have to give it a go or you'll always regret it like I you know I watched a million rom-coms and I love that genre but like the most painful ones are the ones that the relationships that I can kind of resonate with this one the guy from high school because it's like people who really want to do something with someone but they don't want to lose that person in their lives but like the bigger payoff is they could be in your life forever in a different way um and I'm not going to say our relationship was the same after it never was you know, we right. we're, didn't talk for ages. We tried to be friends. It didn't work. And he's still in my life because we're still friends with the same fucking people. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? We've both grown past the point where I'm not jealous of him and he's not jealous of me. And we both are kind of coexisting. Yeah. We'll never become best friends again. But, you know, at least I gave that other part of me that would really want to see where that went like a go. So that was the one that taught me patience. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, um, my first boyfriend was like a two-week fling in eighth grade, so I'm not going to talk about that. I'm okay. gonna, I'm gonna skip that bad boy. Talk about the one who gave you patience. Okay, the one that taught me patience. Similarly, um, it was a romance that was born in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, it was actually my senior year, sorry, sophomore year of high school. Um, me and my two best friends who were both in my grade, um, started hanging out with these seniors, um, who were like these total stoners via one of our like good girlfriends who was a senior. Um, and she kind of introduced us to them and like, they were really funny and like just total jokesters. And like, they would just like literally like drive around and like smoke weed every day after school. Um, and so we like became part of their friend group and we would hang out with them all the time. They would always invite us out for like plans and stuff. And like at this tender, tender age of like 15, 16 for us, like we didn't have curfews. It was just you need to be home. Mm -hmm. Like you, like, what do you mean you're hanging out? Like, no, like you're home. Um, so we were like constantly getting on our parents' bad sides for this and like constantly breaking our curfews and hanging out with boys and turning our phones off. And, um, it was like a really like fun, reckless time in my life. Um, and one of the guys in the group, um, he, he definitely like he took an interest in me and there was always like kind of flirtation between us from the start but he was just like a flirty person too like he had like funny like kind of raunchy like sexual humor with everyone I interpreted his flirtation as like a genuine interest in me which I think it was for a little bit but it wasn't in the end um and so we hooked up 
hooking up meaning like making out and kind of everything Mm. um for most of my sophomore year and then because he was a senior at the end of sophomore year my sophomore year he graduated and was going off to college so um he kind of like was this infrequent presence in my life throughout the rest of high school where like we'd see them when they were home on breaks and like over the summer and go to parties with them still but it wasn't consistent um and it wasn't you know anything that was that was real this quote relationship was hard for me because I was never actually his girlfriend um he never like asked me to be, we were never official. We were just hooking up for a really long period of time. And that was really hard for me because I like had serious feelings for him. And like, I remember junior and senior year, I would just like constantly get into moods where I just missed him. Yeah. And I just wished he was around. Um, You've okay. So before we planned this, you said this is the one that caused you pain. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Guys, I'm going out of order, too. This is the one that caused me pain. We're just sharing stories. We're just... It's fine. It's fine. This is my pain. It's Thanksgiving Eve, which is a very... If you guys don't know, it's like the night you go out when everyone's home from high school. Yeah, it's when you go back to your hometown. You go to that one bar that everyone goes to, and you see all the people you don't really want to see. So you have to get good and sloshed for it. Mm -hmm. Look forward to maybe seeing some awkward old flames. I might even see this guy. Who knows? So it's it's very... It's a testing time right now. Yeah, we also... Episode. We also consistently make out like every Thanksgiving Eve, um, <laughs> including last year. What he was dating someone else. I didn't know that. Um, they weren't dating officially. They weren't dating officially. Yet. That girl was like, I would say a friend, I suppose, like a high school friend of mine. And she was what like. What are you talking about? You can censor that up. I know. Um, but no, he wasn't dating her. No, he wasn't dating anyone. He was dating last. Oh my God. Oh, God. No, no, no. But, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I forgot about that. Fuck. Um, no, no, no. But he was, like, it wasn't clear that he was dating anyone. But then, like, a few weeks after, he had a housewarming, which he had told me about on Thanksgiving Eve, too. And was like, you have to come to my housewarming. And I was like, I'm not going to Jersey again for you, bitch. Yeah. Because um, he lives in Broboken. Um but a few weeks later, like, when he had his house warming, there was a picture of, like, him and, his, and this girl. And I was like, oh, okay, that's very definitively probably the girl he's seeing. Who is this girl? I, she's, like, from work or his adult life or something. Point is... Point is... He taught me pain because he... I don't know. He, like, first showed me what it was to kind of really care about someone and to want them and to not be wanted back. Um, and I know he wanted me, like, physically, and he wanted to, like, hang out with me. Um, and we, like, had a really good time together and had good chemistry, but it, he never wanted to, like, actually date me. Yeah. Um, and then even, like, a few years post-college. So this was about... Um, but I had graduated college, I'm living in the city, I'm working in the city, and I think we saw each other at, like, a bar or something, and then afterwards he texted me and he's like, hey, we should go out sometime, um, I want to catch up, I want to take you to dinner, and I was like, oh my god, it's finally happening. Like, he's finally, like, taking me seriously and, like, wants to, like, take me out properly. And so I go to fucking Hoboken for him. Jesus. We have dinner. He insists on paying. It's literally, like, the best first first date, which is funny to say because we've known each other all these years. Right. But it's, like, the best first date I've ever been on. Like, we literally don't stop laughing from, like, the beginning to the very end. Um, and it was just, it was like really, really great. And then two weeks after that, he hooked up with one of our friends from home and I texted him and I was like, how could, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why would you do that when we literally had just gone out? And he was like, Hey, listen, like, we're not dating. Like, I'm not your boyfriend. Like I can kind of do whatever I want in like a very like defensive way. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, we're not dating. And this is why we never will is because you just don't have a, a, basic level of like human decency in your body he comes from a friend group that's very incestuous during high school as well yes like, where that they is would true. just hook up with each other for we, honestly shits and gigs honestly like yeah we all hooked up with each other like constantly um and like so he was the one that i most consistently hooked up with but like he's hooked up with other girls in our like group and like i hooked up with other 
friends in his group. So, I mean, I think that's just his idea of (laughs) healthy, normal. Yeah, which isn't, I think, passive point. Like, you can't just default into someone you used to hook up with. Like, that's just, like... Also, it's the way he went about it. It's, like, total fuckboy. Right. Like, he knew you would find out about it. Like, go and be a slut with some other person that you haven't known for years and years. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Literally anyone else. Every, anyone. Not with the one person who you know is our close mutual friend that's going to be our close mutual friend, like, forever. Well, not now, but for a long time. God, uh, I kind of wish we could see him out tonight. We'll, we'll see. We probably will. <laughs> I am not making out with him again this year. Okay, we have Cross my words. Um, okay, so that's the one who taught you pain. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we should counter with the one who taught me pain. Um, I'm going to need a whiskey, though. Get some whiskey. Okay, so the one that taught me pain... Um, this is fairly recent, so it's a little hard to talk about, and I haven't really talked about it in season two yet, for a reason. Um, God, I don't even know where to start. Okay, so I guess how we met, uh, we matched on Tinder, um, about a year ago from now, um, from the past, (laughs) and I was at a point where I broke up with a boyfriend I had for all of a month, and I was like kind of just dating random dudes and sleeping with them, kind of like one night stand kind of shit Mm -hmm. after. And I just got sick of it. And I really wanted like an emotional connection with someone. I didn't really think I even got that with that boyfriend that I dated. So he was trash. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we matched and I didn't really notice the distance, but he was like far away. And I talked about him on this episode before. Um, He's this British guy who lives in a, like, three hours away via plane from me. And even knowing, like, when I, like, started talking to him, I realized distance. Like, it was actually such, such a good chat that I had in such a long time that I didn't even, like, care. I didn't really think about it. And we went an entire week, like, texting all day, every day. Before, I was like, okay, I feel weird talking to someone without actually, like, knowing what they look like. So I suggested we have, like, a Skype call. And we had the most, like, awkward first kind of date Skype conversation. Um, But it was good. And then we continued talking every day for the next month. Um, like texting all day and then, like, Skyping basically every night. And he ended up buying a flight to New York and came to visit me and we got like an Airbnb and it was like the coldest weekend in New York that weekend. It was like awful. Like we basically spent most of the time inside and anytime we were outside, we're like, this is awful. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, and then two weeks later I went to Oh wait, so you guys stayed together for a full weekend? For a full weekend. Um, and both of our jobs are pretty demanding. At the time I was working as like a creative director and it was hyper like crazy. Like I was on this account and I had to keep replying to their emails and they had a deadline, which meant I had a deadline. And I, he was like really good with like me working very hard and like having to say like, oh God, we have to like stop this cafe so I can reply to this email. Um, and he was also like doing like then I went to visit him two weeks later. He had like a work thing come up literally the second I got there. And I tried to be understanding of it as much as he was. But like the difference was he was like hyper pissed about this work situation, like overly like upset about it. Yeah. And it's weird when you don't know someone like day in, day out. It's, yeah. And you have to kind of deal with like a difficult emotion from them. That's like it's a lot to take on. It is. And it's like. When you know someone better, you can say, like, okay, if they're stressed, they want space. If they're stressed, they want you to help. Right. And we went from, like, kind of casually seeing each other dating to, like, seeing each other every single, like, waking hour for, like, a weekend. Like, I don't think a lot of... It's very, like, zero to a hundred. Yes. I don't think a lot of relationships that start off that way would last if you did that test, you know? Right, right. Um... So after I went to visit him, and it was just, it was kind of like a really stressful weekend in general, and not all, mostly because of the way he was acting, like really weird. Like he likes his space, and I was in his space, but like you invited me down here, and like we ended up breaking but up. But you're inevitably going to be in his space yeah. if you're spending a weekend with him. And I think we had different love languages. I think it was just a bad weekend at the end of it. Like, because it's like when we're apart, it's so good, and then when we're together, it's like not always good but you know also we're not seeing each other for like a good date and going home you know we're seeing each other like for hours and hours it's just it's it's a lot to take on very soon in a relationship I mean even like with guys that I'm very comfortable with like more than a 24-hour period I'm like 
okay, we need to disconnect right. now. Right, like, I need my space. And that's totally fine that he needs his space and, like, that I would need my space, you know? Like, but it's, when someone comes all that way to, like, see you, it's, like, kind of upsetting. Um, and we ended up breaking up, like, halfway through because it was always the question of, like, okay, now, like, you came to visit me, I came to visit you, and then you're going away and traveling, and then, um, then like, when's the next time we're going to see each other? Probably a month, and, like, our jobs are busy. Like, it was just, it wasn't logically adding up, and it was kind of something that I guess we both pushed to the back of our mind that we deal with it later but later ended up being now and um we decided to not see each other anymore which was super fucking awkward because like we saw this like saturday night and i had all of sunday left like my flight was at, at night so it was like I wanted to book my flight earlier and I wanted to leave earlier but like yeah. honestly the, the second I started pulling away was the second he started not being a dick <laughs> typical um, of course but then he wanted to continue talking and being friends and I was like listen like you can't like get my friendship like I, like and not like you know it's just it just we can't go back to talking every day like that like it's too much for right, me right right um so we didn't talk for um a month and the month after that I didn't even like date anyone like I was so like heartbroken over it and I learned later that he was like also like super depressed over us not seeing each other because I think I don't know I don't know if it would be different if he were in the same city you know maybe we would have gone on those tinder rotation dates sort of like three-week relationship and then yeah yeah like maybe it would have just taken longer for it to happen maybe we would have ended up dating for real like we don't no, and I think that was always in the back of each of our minds. So fast forward a bit to kind of this summer, and we slowly we still had each other like on Twitter and Snapchat and like some like so, in social media like Instagram. Um, so we didn't like disconnect completely. So we kind of casually started snap snapping each other and then texting each other and then like it just became like kind of a friendshipy thing again but also a little bit flirty right and i haven't been back to that city in like since i left you know I, i've avoided it and my grandparents live down there so it's like i've had the opportunity to go down there and i've been like no yeah <laughs> like literally one time my entire family went down there without me i was just like oh my no, god yeah i'm not going i'd be exactly the same um so i my i think it was Point the, to the point that we were friends, and my grandma had like some routine surgery, but I was like starting my company at this point, so I didn't go to job like a job like clocking in, clocking out, so I could go and make my own hours. So I was like, all right, like I'm gonna go down and like help her through the surgery. And I saw him when I was down there, and we started off as like friends, and then we went out and ended up hooking up ultimately. So it's actually really funny because we recorded the first episode of season two talking about this. Yeah. On your part. And I'm curious how your perception of that weekend has changed between then when we first recorded it and now. Like, do you have any. How do you how do you feel about that weekend looking back now after everything that's played out? I think I still would have I still want to hook up with him, even knowing that it would just ended with us not talking. Like I still would want it wanted it to happen. Mm. I think it needed to happen. Um but yeah, we ended up hooking up and uh when we were when I came back to New York and we recorded that first episode, kinda of like the lost episode. Yeah. Because we both listened back to it and the situations we were in changed so much that I was like so embarrassed to even have that story. Cause it was very much like I told the same story, but in a positive light. Like we're friends now, we're cool and it's Gucci and like it's totally fine. But then he actually ghosted me, like straight up ghosted me and he was doing me a favor for my website as well. Um totally did not like follow up with the website and just nothing so then after a week of like nothing I ended up blocking him and like unfriending him on Facebook and blocking him and deleting his number and deleting our messages right, and just completely purging him from your life completely as you should um and I had these like pictures of us together and we both had a pair of them like these Fuji uh Instax and I remember thinking like I can throw them away or burn them, but then he doesn't know that I don't want them. Like, I want him to know in, like, some weird, poetic, like, Netflix <laughs> teenage drama way that, oh like, <laughs> fuck you. So I mailed back the, like, Instax photos to his address and, like, just left no note. Just, like, mailed it to him. Like, oh my God. like it's on you now. Like, You're <laughs> literally, like, a living, walking rom-com. <laughs> and you know what? Like, 
I'm sure uh, U.S. Postal System, I have faith they delivered it, but, like, heard nothing from him since then. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's just pretty much ghosted me. I, I didn't I didn't really know why. And I, I say didn't because through some, like, stalking, I kind of figured out the girl he was seeing, um, like, he made it sound very casual. When I, we, we talked about it super briefly when we had dinner when I was down there. I made it sound like it was in the past and it was casual and it wasn't serious. That that girl apparently was still in his life somehow. Yeah. And I saw a story that she put up of her in his bed with his Right, cat. and this was like two, three weeks after you were there and yeah. after this whole situation played out. So, I mean, and if that, if at that point, you know, two, three weeks after, she's waking up in his bed, she's at his place the day before and all that, it kind of makes it seem like they've been consistently seeing each other for some time, that they've gotten to that point. Right. Like, she apparently was out of the country for a month, and in that within that month frame, I was in that city that he lived. Yeah. So either they broke up and then came back, and it was super chill right. after a month. Or he took or... advantage of the situation and the fact that she was away and you were there. And even if he started it with the best intentions to work on your website and just meet his friends and, you know, keep it strictly platonic in the end he did he did cave and he did do something that he probably shouldn't have done if he were seeing someone even semi-seriously yeah and he's the one who caused me the most pain out of I think every guy I've ever dated yeah you've been you've been in rough shape lately <laughs> thank you <laughs> <laughs> um I don't like even with my like my like my serious British Bay boyfriend of long-term three and a half years. Like, he never, like, super hurt me. Um, like, this guy is, like, really fucking hurt me in, like, a million ways. I give him, I always will give him a chance, like, even to this day, which sounds, like, so fucking stupid. Like, even saying it to you and saying it to the podcast and saying it to myself. Like, if he came back and was like, you know, I want to be with you and I'm sorry. Some I'm, grand gesture. I, I would forgive him because I'm that much of a fucking idiot. But, you know, like, there's just one person you can't just, like, I don't even know why, you know? Yeah. Like, I'm looking at my list and, honestly, the one who taught me pain... I kind of feel the same way. Like, if he came to me in a grand gesture and was like, L, like, I fucked up in the past. Like, I didn't deserve you. I didn't give you the respect that I should have given you. But I want to try this for real this time. I'd probably be like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's just, it's hard because they have hurt you. So they've got this, like, tender spot in your heart that's very, like, vulnerable and that uh, they can snake their way back into. It's true. And if you break down, like, you know... The reasons or the compatibility, like he's not, he's definitely not the best sex I ever had, definitely not the best body I ever had, like definitely not, our personalities are not compatible, they actually like completely clash, you know, but then there's those things that work and they work so well, right? but you can't find that with anyone else that makes you, and I think every girl and guy kind of has that one person, it's not the one that got away, it's a different person, Yeah, it's kind of like... That one that it just never, like, fully happened. And I think also the distance, like, layered on top of that. Like, it makes you think, what if we were in the same city? Right, right. Would we be dating? Probably, <laughs> to be frank. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll never know. And I think that one's caused me the most pain because it's been so much breaking up back and forth. And then when we're together, you just want to be with them. Right, you, you see have them. that, like, chemistry in real life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <gasps> shit <laughs> <laughs> sorry B that's rough um yeah. okay should I circle back to my one who taught me patience and then we'll, we'll round out with the ones who taught us pa uh love, love? Yeah, yeah let's do that okay <sighs> so the one who taught me patience okay so this is four years ago or so it's my or longer than that now shit I'm getting old um it was my freshman year of college I actually met this guy because he lived down the hall from one of my really good girlfriends. Um, she actually had a crush on him initially, but they became friends and it seemed like they were just friends. And I remember her telling me that like she thought he was cute and like she had good laughs with him and this and that and that he was a cool guy. And then one night we're like, her and I are out together, we're at a concert, and him and his whole group of friends are there, and, like, him and I just really hit it off, 
um, which was bad because I'm like, <laughs> I cannot do this to my friend. She is the greatest person I know. Mm-hmm. I absolutely like, I can't go there, but like our chemistry and, and just this, this like electricity between us was like, so it was so there and so like undeniable. And so we like danced together that night, but I kept like a safe distance. And then after that night, we, um, I think he like asked for my number or something, but we started texting, we started talking, we started seeing each other. And it was really hard because I didn't want to see him. I didn't want to have feelings for him because I felt this like guilt towards my friend. But every time I talked to her about it, she'd be like, you know, he has feelings for you. He likes you. I don't want this to ruin our friendship. Just do it. If you really feel strongly about this and he feels strongly about this, I don't want to be the thing that got in the way. Mm. So we saw each other like kind of against all odds, despite, you know, this huge obstacle in the way. And we saw each other for about half the year of my freshman year. Actually, over winter break, I went to his house. He lived like an hour and a half away from me to come over and like hang out with him and his home friends and spend the night. And so I did that. Um, and so I met his family, like I met his parents. I had like long conversations with them and it like, it felt very girlfriendy and very like good. And I had a great time, you know, and then we went back to school for a spring semester and we were still seeing each other, but it was a weird situation because it was like, we had all of this like kind of emotional, like connection between ourselves, but like, I would still, I still felt like we weren't hanging out, like, platonic, like, sorry, not platonically, but, like, we, we weren't, like, hanging out organically, mm-hmm. um, just the two of us. It was, like, we would hang out, and then he'd be, like, okay, well, I'm going out tonight, like, maybe I'll see you at this bar, like, you know, late in the night, and he would text me, like, at 1 a.m. and be, like, hey, where are you? Yeah. You know, so it's, like, we weren't, like, at that stage yet where we were going out together and, like, kind of, like, commingling our friend groups, even though we did have mutual friends, so, like, that was, like, tough. And then eventually it kind of just, like, fizzled out. That was that. So how did he teach you patience? So, okay. So I had started learning patience from him because he wouldn't actually, like, he was never really available. He never really had time to hang out with me unless it was on his terms, even though we had this great, like, out-of-school experience, like, with me visiting him and, like, everything. Still, when we were back at school, it was, like, I had to wait, like, it was literal patience in that we would maybe get lunch or dinner together at the dining hall, but then he'd be like, okay, I'll text you and I'm out later tonight. And I could never text him and be like, where are you? I would like have to wait for him to text me and say, you know, Hey, where, like, where are you? Like it's 1am. Like basically it's rounding up time. Like let's go home together. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of girls fall into that when they're in college, like getting into a relationship with like some kind of like fuck boy or something where right. it's like you, it's a hookup or something with a guy, but it's always when they hit you It's up. a hookup with emotional attachment. And so you don't want to kind of breach the situation you have by like being too clingy and like reaching out to them first. So you wait. Right. And you wait and you wait and you wait. <laughs> and it's like, this went on for like a third of my freshman year. And it just, it never seemed like it was, like, progressing or or going forward. But for whatever reason, it kind of just fizzled out. And it was probably because of that. Um, And then fast forward my junior year, um, between the time that I was dating my long-term boyfriend, he actually cheated on me. We broke up. And I was single for a little bit. And during that time, I started seeing this guy again. Right. Um, And what's funny is, like, Two years had passed, but it was the same goddamn situation. Like, he was still very much unavailable to me, except on his own terms. Right. So when he had time, you know, he'd come over and he'd hang out and we'd have a great time together. Um, but it felt like I was constantly, like, like pulling teeth to try to get that. Yeah. You and, expect some emotional growth after two years. Right. And it's like we had, like, a – like, we had – a deep emotional connection and we talked about like serious stuff and we talked about, I mean, he was a year older than me. So it's my junior year. It's his senior year and he's about to graduate. And so like, we talked about like, what's going to happen after college? Like, am I going to see you again? You know, where is this going basically? But even amidst all of those like kind of deeper 
emotional conversations, it was still the same pattern. It was still the the waiting game where I'd be like, hey, let's hang out tonight. And he'd be like, well, I'm actually like working on a project with friends in this class or whatever, but I'll come over around like 1 a.m. or something ridiculous. Yeah. And I'd either be like, okay, let's do that. And he would come over literally at 1 a.m. after I had been asleep already for an hour. And I have to basically just like wake up and like be half asleep and let him in and the like that's that's our night together or I'd be like well okay that doesn't work for me let's do another day and we would just push it out further and further so it's like I had to be very patient during that whole time just to be able to make plans with him and just to be able to actually see him which was really tough um and then you know within a few months my ex my like long-term bae who had finally come to his senses and realized that he like cheated on me for a total idiot um started to like text me again and like wanted to get back together and I felt like things with this guy weren't really like progressing and nothing was happening and so I kind of I was just like this is it yeah like let's you know let's just chalk it up as a loss because this isn't really moving forward. And he was so hurt. Really? And he was like super, super hurt. And he's like bad at like expressing his emotions in person, but he told me that and I thought it would be fine. And he was just like, I can't believe you would do this. Like, you know, it like, I, I just don't understand. And like he left and he texted me and he was like, never really cry over girls ever. But the whole way home, I'm like wiping my eyes and like wondering yeah. how, like, how this could happen when it feels like we're finally getting to a good place. It was, like, really, it was really... I mean, that's sweet sentiment, but at the same time, like... Actions uh, speak louder than words. Yeah. I need to, like, like I need to see you. Because he brought you on a date? Did he see you out no, during I mean, the but daytime? Also, yeah, like, we would see each other once in a while, like, in broad daylight, but, <laughs> you know... And, and the thing is, we weren't even, like, actually having sex, like, that much. Like, we were mostly just, like, like more... More often than not, he would just come over and we would, like, actually sleep mm. together. Yeah. And so, I don't know. It was, like, but, but really, like, actions speak louder than words. And I needed to, like, I needed to see him being emotionally and physically there for me. Yeah. Um, and to this day, we still, I saw him once, like, a year and a half ago. Oh, actually... Two years ago on Thanksgiving Eve. Wow. Full circle. Wow. Full fucking circle. Two years ago on Thanksgiving Eve, I was out at a at a club in Brooklyn. Looks so random. And I literally saw him out. And it was so funny how it happened because I saw his friends and I was like, wait a second, what? And then I like walk over to say hi to them and I see him and I'm just like, no fucking way. And so we end up like in some hallway making out for half the night. And then we talk about it after that and we're like texting for the next few days. And he's just like, I want to see you again. But he actually moved down to Florida. So like, I knew he moved. I was like, this yes, is yes. So he's always in town for like a very short amount of time. And like, even to this day, like if he's in New York, we say we're going to hang out and we try to meet up. But it, like, we never really get there. We yeah. always try and we can never land on like a, a date or a time that works for both of us. So I'm still learning patience from him. <laughs> I guess maybe someday we'll, like, see each other again in real life and, I don't maybe know, things someday. will be dynamic and electric and amazing. But for now, I'm still waiting. It's a waiting game. Yeah. And, I mean, that concludes patience and pain. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which are kind of the same thing when yeah. you think about it. And then the love one, which I think is like the shortest one really to talk about, because, like, I think everyone... Honestly, yeah. Like, do we need to talk about love? <laughs> no, you guys have heard enough of love God. from everyone else but us. Um, well, my love was my long-term British Bay of three and a half years that I met at uni, and it was very, like, classic, you know, we, um, I had a crush on him, and he was hooking up with this girl I hated, you know, classic love story. <laughs> and the best thing start. I became friends, just coincidentally, with one of his flatmates, and, uh, 
I remember we were kind of flirty, but he was a bit awkward, and I loved that. And then we started hooking up, but we're only seeing each other. And then within two weeks, we're boyfriend girlfriend. Later, two weeks after that, we're saying I love you, and it was just like it was the most like pure kind of like falling in love love you know it was like so like everything you wanted was reciprocated and he truly like loved me and I truly loved him we didn't want anyone else and that like lasted three and a half years wow yeah okay and I I, I, to this day I don't think I've ever met anyone who has ever loved me as much as he has and I don't think I've ever truly loved anyone or know someone that well you know I think when you like we lived together for a year um during our last year and you know when you live with someone you know them you know them so well you know they're the food they like and the shows they watch and things and they like silly to do. little habits and yeah everything it's right? like those little like all-encompassing things and it's not to say like I didn't you know hate things about him there's definitely things that annoyed me about him and but that's I'm, part of love is like hating yeah things too yeah it's not like all peaches and cream no um but it was pretty peachy yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay um okay my love similar was the um was the guy i dated for like three years he was the one who broke my heart countless times and that like only made me love him more um we met the summer after my freshman year of high of sorry of college we had gone to the same high school but we were never friends in high school um and we happened to meet like at a concert like first summer out of college and we ended up like I was with my friends he was with his friends we ended up like all spending the rest of the night together and then my friends left and so I like took the train back to the city with him and his friends and like crashed at his dad's like city apartment um and from there we just we became really good friends we would text all the time call all the time I was like a huge pothead back in those days and so we would like literally smoke weed together every night um like every night around like 12 1 a.m he'd be like are you still up and I'd be like yeah are you because I was a huge insomniac at that point and I would like drive over and we would like smoke like at some park or like some spot that we had that felt like it was like Mm. just our spot because at 1 a.m at like a park in the suburbs there's no one else but us yeah and so it'd be us like having these like deep crazy conversations and like watching the stars and like in total complete bliss like you know somewhere completely silent that was our own Um, and that's what our relationship grew out of and so two months after we first started hanging out we were hooking up and then we were dating shortly after that Um, and so we dated all throughout college for the most part Um, again, there were like short like breaks where he like was cheating on me and seeing other girls, but like I always went back to him and we were always, we always like loved each other above anything else. And I think that even a toxic relationship, like as bad as the parts are, it makes you love the person even more because you realize like how much you need them because they kind of create that feeling. But yeah, so we dated all throughout college and then for the first like couple months out of college until I came to my senses and realized that he was absolutely toxic and no good for me and um, very controlling and difficult. Um, But despite all of that, I would still say that he was the first one who taught me love. Um, He loved me inequivocally, is that the word? Unequivocally? Unequaled by anyone else I have ever, like, been with. Like, he really... If I, like, we went to school three and a half hours apart, and, like, if I said that I was, like, having a really shitty weekend or something, like, he would drop everything and drive down to see me. That's sweet. Like, he was really, he really loved me in an unhealthy, unsustainable way. Right, yeah. Where, like, as we were breaking up, he was like, I might kill myself if you leave me. (laughs) So (laughs) Unhealthy. So, goes to show that even the ones that teach you love may not be the best ones for you in the end. It's true. Yeah. All right. Well, this was a really somber, clearing, therapeutic, and cathartic. God, I have to go out drinking. Experience. Like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're already drinking, so That's just true. Yep. Keep um, the same energy, I guess. I guess the biggest lesson learned for all of us is that each relationship is a chance to learn something, and that. Even throughout our failures, it's still a growing experience and you get to learn what you do and what you don't want and what your boundaries are. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that's the main takeaway. I mean, no relationship is a mistake that it happened or just because it wasn't successful and that wasn't your love of the life doesn't mean you didn't learn anything from it. Right. Which our girl Ariana clearly yes. is also trying to say. That's right. I think it's really empowering, you know, like self-love first, of course, but also like just because the relationship didn't last doesn't mean it was a failure in your life. Exactly. Grow from your experiences. They're not you know blemishes on your track record they're things that make you stronger and make you better in the end yeah so as homework i'm pretty sure you guys are probably already thinking but think about who taught you love yeah dissect your past relationships and, and maybe drink a little while you do it yeah <laughs> just like look back and like kind of look at it a different lens like yeah like it was it was shitty i think it's so easy to get back into those feelings when we talk about things even like my first boyfriend you know those kind of feelings are still very deep inside yeah, you know sure. they're still fresh right um and we just don't we don't really like as humans i don't think we need, we need time to heal and like that retrospect to think back and be like oh that's a bit fuzzy like i don't exactly remember what happened or why we fought or why it was so bad but it's uh good to remember sometimes yeah it is okay well thanks guys we are off to bigger and better thanksgiving eve type things and maybe to hook up with some of our exes at a dirty hometown bar tonight speak for yourself just kidding but also (laughs) yeah seriously that's me that's a me thing um (laughs) anyway thanks guys listen uh sorry follow us on twitter instagram all the usual things you guys know where to find us follow our dating map thing and go on some great dates not let us know how it's going not your girlfriend's podcast tell your friends tell your friends tell your mom don't tell your mom don't tell our moms either <laughs> <laughs> all right bye guys bye <laughs>